Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Now, today, this one's going to be fun. We are going back to the late 80s, early 90s, and one of my first mega fandoms. That's right. This is the 90210 show. I mean, the show ran for 10 years, which was prime young adult life um, when I was growing up. If there's anything that screams Patty grows up, uh, it was 90210, guys. This was this was me. This was this was this was my life. Uh, yeah. And I know on the uh, show today, I have somebody who kind of feels the same way. This is Emil Crawford. Hey, Emil. Hey, hey, lady. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Emil is. Oh, I'm not even sure how to describe Emil. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag jazz hands. <laughs> that's that's perfect. That's, that's perfect. She's a little bit of <laughs> she's a little bit of everything like wrapped up in this adorable blonde Latina, and I love her. <laughs> the feeling is mutual. Um, now, Emil, she's a wife and a mom. Uh, she moved her family as close to the magic of Disney as they could get just a couple of years ago. So, you know, I love that. <laughs> we sure did. Uh, totally living the dream. Uh, she blogs at emilenchanted.com. That's right. And uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and where people can find you online. Yes, emilenchanted.com, um, Instagram, emil underscore enchanted. Um, like Patty said, super self-proclaimed Disney nerd, hopeless romantic, fangirl. I love binging random TV shows, especially these 90s, early 2000s too. Oh my gosh, like we can get into that later. But any other like Gilmore Girls fans, Dawson's Creek, like that was my life. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, what else? So I um, have a background in entertainment. I spent most of the last 15 years in Nashville, Tennessee doing music, and I still sort of do that in a really weird platform, um, but I love it. I do prison ministry now, and I'm super random because like, I'm so bubbly and Disney and whatever, but you know, God chose that life for me, and it's interesting, but it's been, it's been a wild and crazy adventure, so that's a little bit about me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, yeah, your Disney-ness is, of course, how I know you, because that's how, that's how like, I know everybody pretty much. <laughs> uh, all roads go through the mouse ears yes. and the castle, you know, yes. to bring people into my life, it feels like. So that's, yeah, that's, that's how, and we knew each other because of your connection with the Disney Parks Moms panel and all of those people have always been my people. And so that's how I met you. Yes. Through our friend Tanya. Yes, it's the gift that gives on giving, it seems. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I always say, you know, I didn't make it on the Moms panel, but I made so much more out of it. Yes. Because all of these amazing people came into my life through that whole process. So absolutely nothing but love uh, for for everything that I, that I got from the Moms panelists. It's, it's been, you guys are just my favorite. Here, so. here, here, here. <laughs> Thinking through like all the different episodes I've done so far, I I think it's pr pretty much 50-50 that I have had just as many Moms panelists on. Oh, that's um, hilarious. In, in a non-official capacity, let's not you know get anybody into trouble. Just saying they're just 
happen to be, uh, you know, that just happens to be a connection that they all have. But it's just kind of funny that I'm thinking it through. I'm like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of you guys. Uh, But you make good guests. You make good guests. So what can I say? (laughs) Yay. Mom's panel people are the best. They are. They are. (laughs) All right. So we are talking 90210 today. And we're going to talk a little bit about like the original show and what we loved about it. And then we are completely going to talk about the B H90210, which is this, yes, this reboot that's (laughs) happened. And what's so funny about the reboot is I went into the reboot, like I think pretty much everybody on Twitter did, because I was following along on Twitter as I was watching the show. And we all expected it to be a literal reboot of, you know, our, our friends, Brenda, Brandon, like everybody coming back to Beverly Hills. And that's not what happened. And so there was a ton nope. of ton of confusion. <laughs> People were like, what is going on? And I felt that way for like the first 15, 20 minutes. And then after that, I it got me. It totally sucked me in. And I was I was all about what they're doing. And I love it, love it, love it, love it. So we're, we're gonna talk more in detail about that. But first, um got any uh let's see. Uh, but first, let's let's talk about the original 90210 a yes. bit. Um, so this is probably probably like my original fandom, my first obsession, mm-hmm. like way, way back in like 1989 when it came out. <laughs> I, I was on board from the beginning somewhat because I related to the Walsh kids in a way. Uh, we moved mm-hmm. around a lot. And so I completely understood that feeling of, you know, being this fish out of water and showing up at a new place. Tell us a little bit about the setup of the original show, what it was about, who was in it, that kind of thing. So we start at the pilot. If you've ever watched the pilot, and it's so crazy because I don't know that, that maybe they didn't think it was going to do well because it just looks it looks crappy. <laughs> I'm not trying to trash the show, but do you know what I mean? No, it's it just terrible. It did. It was the sets were not the same. So this first episode is just the randomest thing. And you see twins, Brenda and Brandon Walsh, and they're coming from Minnesota and moving to Beverly Hills. And so they're totally just flannel rocking, completely like Patty was saying, fish out of water. And they arrive and everybody's got these Mac Daddy cars and like bougie, you know, and it was like Hollywood high school. It was crazy. West Beverly, by the way, can we get some nomenclature? I'm not going to throw nobody under the bus, but West Beverly High people. Come on, let's get this fan nomenclature right. <laughs> that is that is accurate. We, we, we strive for accuracy. So yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I was actually just watching uh, the pilot a little while ago and I was laughing so hard because you know, over over the 10 years, and now it's been 30 years since the show was on, the song and the, you know, all of that is yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it ingrained. Was different. Mm-hmm. It yes. was so ingrained. The song was still there, but they have, <laughs> they have Brenda and Brandon getting into their hoopty. And yes. And I don't even know what that is. It's like some ugly. It's probably the ugliest brown car that they could they could find. It's some hatchback thing. They, well, they don't even make them anymore. Um, that's my guess. They don't. They don't. And they have them driving like down Rodeo Drive, basically in this oh hoopty car to get to school, which is hilarious on its own. But uh, but then I flash forward to how that 
that whole uh, lead in, you know, how the song, the the song entry and everything, how all of that changes. And we get, Mm -hmm. we get very slick, very quick. I think it's, I think it might be like in season two where they, they finally kick things into gear and they change it all. But anyway, um, so yeah, if you haven't seen the pilot in a bazillion years, it's, it's so worth a look just to see where this all started from. It's like when you watch those old commercials from the eighties and you're just cracking up at the style and the hair and the cars. It just, it's a time warp. It's, but it's so good. (laughs) It it, it was, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. So yeah. All right. So they're, they're show up and they have this, they have, they have to be the new kids going to a new school, which is always hard, but they're also teenagers in high school, which uh, is the worst. Yes, and, and their parents throw them into West Beverly Hills. You know, th- that's got to be, I can't, I mean, it, in real life, I'm sure that would have been a, a tough situation oh to be God. in regardless, yes. right? <laughs> yes, right? yes. So, so that's the, the premise of the show is you get these, these twins that are from the Midwest, they come and they have to try to figure out how to fit in and how to adjust. And, you know, they were both, you know, popular straight-A students with their own things back in Minnesota. And then here they are in in California having to, to figure out life, you know, as teens. And so for me, that was one of the things that I caught on and I hit with immediately because I was that kid, literally that kid at that exact time doing those things. We moved from San Antonio to Houston and then from Houston to California all, oh, within, wow. mm-hmm, all within the span of about two, two and a half years, something like that. And I, you know, I had, I had to do that. So it was very, uh, when I was watching this, I was like, yep, yep, yep. I mean, I remember you know, <laughs> sh- showing up for my first day of school in California and I did, I had in Texas, it was kind of a, I don't know, status symbol, whatever to have like a fancy purse. And, um, we dressed up. I mean, it was not weird for me to wear pantyhose. This is back in the day guys, but <laughs> I, I would wear, I would wear skirts and pantyhose and, um, you know, I definitely had my hair all done and whatever I show up in Northern California which is way more laid back and every nobody everybody carried a backpack everybody had a gen sport mm-hmm. like you didn't mm-hmm. carry a purse to school and I'm like you know standing there with my scrunchie and my my, <laughs> my coach purse and I'm like literally oh going, going okay well I can leave that at home the, you know and I hilarious. just I need to invest in a backpack apparently so it, it was an actual real life uh, very weird situation for me and I could completely feel for Brenda particularly she's yes. the one who's more stressed about it about this whole yes. fitting in as girls tend to be I guess yeah uh so yeah 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 yeah. this one this one stood out for me what about for you were you a were you a fangirl from the start or did it take a little I bit was, of this I was but in a weird way so like I grew up born and raised in Puerto Rico so and the age thing I didn't start watching 90210 until I caught it in reruns so mm-hmm. it was kind Kind of like discombobulated for me, but like you throw a little like love triangle, whatever, and I'm hooked, you know. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, you know, who's Dylan gonna pick? Is it gonna be Brenda? Is it gonna be Kelly? And I'm tuned in every week, just trying to find out. You know what I'm saying? So I, it was probably around ninth grade. I think I was 15. And I don't remember if the reruns, I mean, the show's always been on Fox, but for some reason, I remember like the WB, like in my tripping. 
Maybe uh, that's where it aired on back home. I don't know. Whatever. But I just it, remember like Wednesday nights, that's you were glued to the tube. You were just watching. We were totally glued to the tube. I mean, that was my girlfriends and I, when I finally got to California and found my people and found my my crew, that was our thing. Wednesday night, we'd go mm-hmm. to our friend Erin's house, pile up on her bed and yes. about what was happening on screen with yes. Nana 210. I mean, oh my God. Yeah, total, total good memories. And, and like when everyone went off to college, I remember them. Um, so I was supposed to go off to college. Something changed. I didn't go off to college and I stayed home trying to figure out what I was going to do. So I was stuck at home with nothing going on in my life for, <sighs> for, for like two months where all my friends had taken off and gone to college, but they came home, which made me laugh so hard. I was like, guys, if I was out, I'd be out. Like I would not be coming home every week, but they would come, right. they would come home every week. And uh, a oh, couple of, funny. a couple of times they would show up on random Wednesdays and they're like, it's 90210 night. We have to get together. <laughs> so I even into college, we would hang out on Aaron's bed watching 90210. So yeah, it was just, it was definitely something that we were all completely into. And like you said, yes. it's because it was this teenage soap opera. Um, mm-hmm. It was so soapy, but so great. <laughs> it was. It was. And I think that in, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say this is pretty much like the first massive teen soap. Like this this paved the way for Degrassi and for Dawson's oh, Creek. Oh, totally. Yeah. And- I don't know for sure, but I, I think so. Yeah. It was, you know, other than like Saved by the Bell, but Saved by the Bell was not to, it wasn't the same thing. It was Saved not the, the same funny. thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was more, I don't know, sitcom-y. And this was- Exactly. This, this was like a- dramedy or something not even but it was like a drama it was a teen drama for sure yeah like they they took steps to actually try to address uh real life things that real life teens were dealing with i mean you yes know, in the in the topics ho- yes yes in the hollywood way but they did they yeah. they, ta- they talked about lgbtqt they talked about uh suicide they talked about yes. addiction um, teen, and teen pregnancy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and kids it. Kids with divorced parents, like I mean, they they did really address things. Uh, <laughs> I was the yearbook editor, and I we I had to write like a you know what happened in 1992 kind of thing. And I totally remember searching out and finding a picture from the 90210 kids and slapping it in the yearbook and saying something super cheesy like, "Thank goodness for their realistic ways of dealing with our teen problems." <laughs> that is amazing. You need to find that. You I do. Need to find I, do. That. I do. But that was that was where I came from that is that is how this show affected me as a teen yes. it was it was my everything so uh, it really to, was needless to say when I heard that they were rebooting it I I was just a full stop I think that's also you know to tell you why last Wednesday night I sat there confused with everybody else on Twitter as I'm watching this show is because all I heard was it's a reboot everybody's coming back that's all I needed to know like mm. I went no further. I did not see any of the interviews. I did not. We were going to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew I was. I knew I was going to be there for it. So I didn't watch. I didn't know in advance that the whole premise was going to be completely different. And I and I have to wonder if I wasn't alone in that. Like if there was a lot of us that just said that's all we needed to hear, and that's what our assumption was was that it was going to be this typical reboot. Uh, it is not. Right. It is not. It is not. But we'll, we'll get to that. Um, do you have any? Uh, I do want to know about like the old show first because I love the old show. Do you? Yes. <laughs> do you have any um, moments or memories of the series that like that stood out as particularly memorable to you that I don't know impacted you in any way? For me, not so much impacted. My goodness, I don't know. Like looking back, it's funny because I did kind of 
before the reboot, I stumbled upon it on Hulu and I started watching it again. And it's funny, though, how some of these things really do influence you. Like, it made me as a parent be like, oh, my God, I really got to monitor what my kids are watching. <laughs> because I'm like, I think I gave myself permission to do that because I see these knuckleheads. But that's beside the point. <laughs> but um, um, I I loved Donna and David's story. Again, hopeless romantic. Yes. The fact that they made it to the end. But side note and fair warning to all of you that are binge watching the original if you're watching it on Hulu, I don't know if Hulu, you fixed it. I'm a little salty, honey. You do not have the final episode. I could not believe I was so mad. I went all the way through the end and it was right when David proposed and it was that season finale that was two hours long. So technically one episode, but they split it in half. Honey, they only have the first half. I was so mad so I homework I need to like google to see if somebody has this ripped on YouTube or something because <laughs> now I need to see the freaking wedding my, like they left me hanging I, we should have done this on video you should see my mouth it's like on the ground right now I'm like who I'm is so pissed I'm so pissed how <laughs> can I piss on the show <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can say piss piss is fine um, okay. but okay. I, I'm just sitting here going oh my gosh Hulu like what how could you leave that off that was the big that was the big payoff after 10 seasons Honestly, matter of fact, like I'm on my phone right now checking to see if they fixed it. So please hold. No, I'm kidding. But seriously, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And what's funny, like I, if I wish I would have known before going into it, because then I would have been like mentally prepared. But no, like I go through all this, and like you know, I was just kind of watching the end of the show, uh, like the last season or whatever. And I was so mad, man. I was like, "Come on, Hulu, you can't do that." not even available to like buy it that's anyway not fair that's not cool that's not cool the fandom does not appreciate that hulu at all no. uh, <laughs> we're salty. we are salty okay. about that yes. okay so if you go to hulu and you search beverly hills 90210 the original it says season 10 episode 26 and the title is penultimate and guess what that's the last one how about penultimate is not the ultimate it's not the end i'm getting a little hood here because i'm salty af hulu come on okay moving on <laughs> hey emil has feelings about this and that's what any good fangirl is gonna have right we, we, come on. we um so i am i i do love i loved david and donna too and i I completely, when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, do you remember the episode where she like kisses them in front of everybody? And she's like, what? I like them. And I was like, yes, that was one of my favorites. That was No, David's transformation in the beginning gave me life. Like it just reminds me of, he went from totally geek to totally chic. I mean, he was just, David's my favorite. Like everybody asked me, what's my favorite? David. David, yep, same. The music thing and the nerdy thing. And he was just so dreamy. Oh my God, David. To this day, holy crap, Brian Austin Green, you're just so cute. He's adorable. <laughs> he is adorable. Oh, and he has a podcast, FYI. So anybody that's oh, interested. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got a podcast. So yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I I liked Brandon a lot. I liked Dylan a lot. I probably liked Brandon more than Dylan. That's where I leaned. However, when David really kind of got into his stride, David was mm-hmm, my favorite. Mm-hmm. And but and part yes. of that is I have always leaned towards somebody who can um, who can sing and dance and act. Ah! I, I am yes. the, I am one of the the biggest Zac Efron fangirls from High School Musical oh, days. Oh, so, Zac Efron, bless. yeah, yeah. So I think <laughs> I think uh, Brian Austin Green was my first Zac Efron. 
Yes, I like it. I agree. That's a good one. I think he he pushed me into that that next level of of uh, fangirling. But uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I really like that. Also uh, appreciated and always loved uh, prom night with Brenda and Dylan. Oh my gosh, because that was such a big deal, and it was such a big thing. And will they or won't they? And up mm-hmm. until that point, pretty much either the girl backs out or she changes her mind or she decides not to have sex on prom night because it's always prom night. Um, Or she does, but it's horrible and she hated it and it wasn't worth Mm -hmm. it. And it was like this terrible experience and whatever. And finally they gave us the story where Brendan and Dylan have sex on prom night and, Mm -hmm. and it's okay. Like it's not Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing super bad and terrible happened from it, which was just different and nice to see because you don't you didn't see that especially not on TV back in the early 90s you never saw mm-hmm. that of course they did yeah, no doubt they had to throw it in with a pregnancy scare after because i'm sure that the censors <laughs> or parents freaked out over it or whatever the deal was but um but you know at least at least for for a little bit there that was probably the one of the first ones that we got to see where hey it's you know this is what kids do and mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and it and it doesn't have to always be a bad thing right she made yeah. it, it Formed consent decision, and I appreciated that. Yes, I think they handled that well for sure. Yeah, yeah. Even as a mom, I I still appreciate that they they portrayed it in that light. So that was one of those moments that kind of has stuck with me over the over the years. Now, flip to the next question: uh, Was there any moments where you rolled your eyes really big, or thought about walking away from the series, or thought, okay, this one, I'm done. It's I've had enough. Yeah. So it got weird, like, as they kept introducing newer characters and whatever, like, there was this, like, (laughs) I'm so Disney, I'm trying to call her something, and the the word that comes to mind is villain. (laughs) 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 The villain of the show. Um, No, do you remember that chick? What was her name? She was trying to sleep with everybody. She was trying me crazy. First, it was, like, Dylan, and then David, Gina. Gina. Oh, Gina. Oh, she, girl, I wanted to, she was, like, Five foot nothing, probably weighed 50 pounds wet. I want to pop her. Like, she drove me crazy. Yep. I just Gina didn't, Kincaid. you know. Yeah, uh, Gina Kincaid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, you had the bad people always. There was always somebody creating ruckus. Like, but Valerie, you know, which I had a soft spot because, again, fangirl, 90210, she was freaking Kelly Kapowski. And then all of a sudden, yes. she bad. So I still loved her. You love to, you know, you can like these these characters, even though they drive you crazy. But Gina was just like not likable. And so she was one of those moments that, nah, but I still watched it. I still needed to know what was going to happen with this chick. And I think at the end, she just like leaves or whatever. I don't remember. But she was annoying. Well, she was like Donna's half-sister or something, wasn't she? Oh, dude, I lost track of all of the inter- It was a spaghetti. Yeah. Yes. It was a spaghetti these, at that point. All these relationships, uh, which also made me laugh because one of my one of my favorite quotes in this first, uh, it was in the first season, is when Steve and Brandon are talking and and they're first kind of meeting each other and hanging out or whatever. And they're at Steve's house and uh, Steve's like, or Brandon says something like, your house is so nice. And he he said, oh yeah, this is nothing. You should have seen the house before my parents got divorced. And he was like, oh, they got divorced. I'm sorry to hear that man. Uh, You know, or when did that happen? And he goes, oh, well, which time? And Brandon's like, they've they've been divorced from each other multiple times. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I don't even, he's like, I, there's been other kids thrown in. I've lost count. And he looks, at him and he's like, are your parents still together? And, he, and Brayden's like, uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, 
Steve goes, don't blame yourself. It's okay. In the Steve Sander world, you know, nobody stays together and it's all right. this kind of crazy whatever where Brandon is this Midwest, you know, yes. value kind of guy. Yes. Parents are still boringly married to each other, and it just it just made me it just made me laugh. But uh, but yeah, I, I I think some of those villains and some of those changes that they had to do in the later years, I got why they did it. And some of them you just had to roll with them and get through them. Mm-hmm. I will say that I at the time I took offense and I hated the fact that Brenda was leaving when Brenda Aww. left. <laughs> Yeah. When Brenda left, I had a really hard time staying tuned in because first of all, I love Shannon Doherty. You know, she, she was one of my favorite movies was Heathers Mm. and Shannon was in Heathers Mm -hmm. and I adore Heathers. And uh, anyway, so I, I had an affinity for her anyway. On top of that, I had the haircut. Like I looked like Shannon. We need pictures of this. I got to pull it up because, and I I just completely remember the day that somebody like made that comment. I went out and got a picture taken because I was like, really, really? You know, I I need to see this because I didn't believe it. I had a perm like for forever, but at some point I straightened my hair, but I had the bangs and it was all straight. I didn't, wasn't, I don't remember trying to look like her or, or doing it on purpose, but I was in drama too. And one of the guys uh, in our drama class like looked at me just one day. He was like, has anybody ever told you how much you look like Shannon Doherty? And I was like, wait, what? Huh? I do? Me? <laughs> I was like, just call me Brenda. Um, so I, I totally leaned into that for a little while. And uh, then I went back to my perm. But <laughs> but. But when she left, um, you know, at the, you also have to remember, guys, when when Brenda left the show, and you're seeing some of this play out in the the new series in BH nine hundred two one zero. But when Brenda left the show, it was because she was causing some problems mm-hmm. on screen, mm-hmm. off screen, uh, behind the scenes. Like uh, apparently, nobody on the cast liked her. Nobody could handle her. Nobody could deal with her. She would show up late or not show up at all. Um, I'm not sure if she showed up drunk or not. I can't remember if that was part of the story either. But I mean, the point was, she just she wasn't being super professional for whatever her reasons were. I don't know what they were. This is all pre-internet, also. Mm-hmm. So true. We, we didn't know these things were happening as they happen. Like nowadays, we know all the ish that's going on behind the scenes, like as things are going on. Right. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know all of that back then. So all I knew was that one of my favorite characters after four years, I think four and a half years, something like that, was leaving like for good, not even just, you know, backing off or wanting to do other projects or whatever. She was, she was gone. And, and nobody apparently on the set was mad about it, which just didn't make any sense, mm-hmm. you know. Because we didn't time. know the story, right? We didn't know the story. We didn't know the story. And we always wanted her and Dylan, you know, to, to, be, to yes. be together. So that was my big thing. But as we all know now, there's been like this unauthorized 90210 story out there and some of the dirt came out about the things that they went through and and they're playing that up a lot on this on this new series, this BH90210, with uh, no one liking Shannon. Which is hilarious. <laughs> it is so good. Is, I'm eating it, it up. so good. I'm here for it. Yes, yes. And what I was laughing so much is that people were like defending her and were getting mad about it on Twitter. And I'm like, all right, do I need to educate y'all? <laughs> because, <laughs> 
first of all, there, I mean, she's on the show. So obviously there's not as many like hard feelings as they're playing it up to, to D, but mm-hmm. I, there really were some back oh, yeah. 30 years oh, ago yeah. when all of this went down. Beca- and, and I, and I would say she probably would admit that, you know, she deserves it because right. she, she did some things right on like the biggest show of all time at the time. I don't know if it was that big, but I mean, it was the biggest show in my world. It obviously, was though that thing blew yeah. up. That thing blew it up. Did. It was so big. It really did. So anyway, so so Brenda Brenda was kind of my favorite character uh, early on, all the way through that, just because I looked like her. I was <laughs> doing that whole fish out of water thing myself, trying to fit in. So I kind of related to Brenda a lot. Did you have a favorite character or anybody that you related? to I mean it was David I know it's so weird obviously it was the girl crush thing like oh my god he was the dreamiest but also again just I was nerdy in high school I was overweight and I was insecure and all this crap and so to see him it was almost like man that was like every nerd's dream to like tap into the cool kids and belong all of a sudden like they embraced him and then he grew up into his own and he was a late bloomer whatever And so to me, it was like living vicariously through David Silver, going from complete nerd to like being a part of the crew, you know, having that tribe or whatever. So I just that. Oh, my gosh. Like that was my dream (laughs) or whatever. You know, so stupid. But yeah, it was. So I just yeah, him. He was my he was my jam. He was my jam. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I Uh, I, I get it. All right. So. Like I said, I've I've been watching the pilot, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to dive in and watch the entire series like you did because I am now back to being completely obsessed. And you're gonna love it just as much. I was it was it's ridiculous. I get sucked in all over again. I just love the stupid show. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, we can't we can't talk about nine hundred two one zero without addressing Luke Perry Ugh, Luke for Perry. a variety of reasons. I know. So Luke you know, comes on the scene. And I think he was just supposed to be like in the first season and he wasn't supposed to be this. Yes. His story is crazy. He was like a construction worker. He was like building crap when he got cast. His story is so amazing. And, and everybody just, they fell for this bad boy, Dylan McKay, bad boy with a heart of gold. Mm -hmm, I don't even mm -hmm. know, but, but just, just absolutely loved him. And next thing we know, he's now a central part of the whole story. He stays mm-hmm. on and, and he, he becomes Luke Perry as we all know and love. And kids, kids that are listening to this and you're like, Luke Perry from Riverdale. He's amazing. <laughs> yes. yes. But he was Dylan first guys. He was Dylan first. He was our Luke Perry yes. first. <laughs> Always and forever. Dylan McKay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how in this first episode, obviously, uh, they, they had to address it and they had to address it in some way. This is the, the BH9021 that we're talking about now, the, the, the reboot version here. Uh, they had to address Luke and, and they did address it pretty, pretty close together when they're like, I love it when we're all together. And it was, you know, the first group see, mm-hmm, uh, scene mm-hmm. of them. And I think it's Ian. I think Ian says, well, not all mm-hmm. of us or some, you know, they, Take some moment where they they kind of address that, and then they don't say a whole lot for a while. And and I know the fans on Twitter were like, "What? That's it? That's all you're going to say about Luke Perry not being there? What? Mm-hmm. What? What?" Don't worry, fans, don't worry. If you have not seen the uh, the, the premiere, you have to go back and watch this because it's it's completely worth it. They do go back and they have a whole moment where they they talk about Luke and they they address you know 
uh, how they miss him and how how much he meant mm. to them. And it was very sweet. It and then was. Very, they did that right. They really did. They really did. That whole scene of Tori, uh, you know, talking on the plane is probably my mm-hmm. favorite scene from this, this reboot. Oh, the, the whole craziness of stealing the dress and then <laughs> just... That was so great. It was so funny and so insane. It, it it was insane and it was awesome. And Tori Spelling, you have come a long way, baby. I I loved watching you in this. I really did. And I and I loved I loved that scene where she steals the dress and then she's on the <laughs> on the, the plane and she says all this really great stuff about her castmates and stuff. And anyway, I and then it t- takes a turn, which is a very 90210, which I loved also. So it was it was great. It was great. That was that's yes. my favorite uh scene from that from that first premiere so far. I'm, I cannot wait. I just, I think they're doing a good job again for like those that were a little apprehensive because they were confused. Like I had been following along, you know, watching the the cast do interviews on, you know, GMA and the Kelly and Ryan and whatever. So I knew going into it, what they were doing, but, um, I it, like the flashbacks and the fact that now Tori is going to run with the idea. So like, you're still going to get what you're, what you're wanting, but they're still going to mix it. I just think it's fantastic. I, I, it's so interesting. It's such a clever idea. And they're doing a good job with it. I'm a fan. Me too. Me too. So so if anybody hasn't watched it, or if you did, and you're still just completely confused, I want to talk about why we think it's so brilliant, why we thought this was so smart. So, so what they've done, it's a show within a show, okay? They are loosely playing themselves. Heightened versions. Heightened versions. That's heightened versions, saying. right, right. So we're th- so we're getting some truth and some story, but not the full thing. Like, for example, right. and some exaggeration, <laughs> which is hilarious, and some exaggeration. Yeah. So, for example, uh, when they are talking uh, to Jenny Garth about her failed marriages, part of that is true. She has had some ups and downs in her marriages. However, currently, I believe, if I read this correctly, her and her husband are happy together. So she's she's in a good spot right now. <laughs> I and Zero. He is married to actually to a blogger. I don't know if you knew I that. Did but he's married not to a know that. Now I'm gonna have to go dig. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Erin, uh, she is. She's a blogger. She and they actually have a blog together. Uh, I think it's called Living with the Zeerings. Something Aww, like that. Cute. Uh, anyway. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's a blogger, and uh, uh, to the so I think his version of his wife in that show is obviously his wife on a heightened right. version as well, like you know, building her brand and all of that kind of stuff. That's very bloggerish. Yeah. You know, you and I are, are from yes. that background, so so we we talk like that too. Uh, so you know, but again, I'm assuming she's not cheating on him. Uh, <laughs> Let's, hope. Let's hope. Oh my god. Uh, so so yeah, there's like all these little little nuggets of things that they're they're pulling in from their real life. Lives, and they are talking about it on the show. Um, Tori Spelling, who's been in like I don't even know how many reality TV shows. <laughs> that right? was so great. That was so and, great. And, it's, and she is leaning into this, and she is making this whole thing about her life. And and I mean, I it just it's so smart. It is they're just doing such a good job. So what I love about that is they're taking their real life, you know, and letting them play themselves to an extent on screen. Now, this may not be nice to say, but I got to say this. All of these actors are are decent actors. Don't get me wrong. I'm not slamming them. But they're not like they're amazing actors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're, mm-hmm. they're not, you know, Oscar contenders, right? Yeah. So I really, so I really love how they're, 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 they're working with their strengths, 
so to speak. Mm-hmm. They're, they're letting them go back to something that's familiar, that we mm-hmm. are going to bring in this 90210 reboot. That's actually happening because at the very end, Tori's like, brilliant idea. We have to do this. We need yes. to bring that back. Yes. And that's that's where all of us fans are going to get to see some of our 90210-ish, you know, they're, they're those connections happening again. Uh, but at the same time, they're allowing them to kind of you know, play off the absurdity that is their own lives. And even at one point they said, do you ever think about what would have happened to our lives if we hadn't done this show? Mm -hmm. And Brian Austin was like every day. Like, I I think that's, I think he's the one that says it, but point being like the, this show is what put all of them on On the map. map. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon was the, the the biggest name out of everybody. She'd been in a couple of movies, and Heather's was, I think, her biggest uh, movie at the time. But I think everybody else was really pretty brand new. And so this is the show that that made their careers. And uh, I just love that they're they're doing this. So so what we're seeing is is them playing themselves ish, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's still some drama, and there's still some twists that are happening, and. Uh, I'm just, I'm down with it. It is, it was so smart. It's so meta. And it's also so much fun to see them taking moments and, you know, poking each other and allowing that to come out because we all know that we know these stories. Like we know Jenny Garth's story about her family and her, her, her issues and her husband's. And like, at one point Ian yells at her about, you know, you can't give me, um, you can't give me a relationship a time. advice. Right, right. Yeah. And it's just, anyway, I just, I feel like I, I like the trajectory that we're going on. I do think it's a shift in thinking. So if you're going into this and you haven't watched it yet and you're like, all right, let me decide if this is what I want to do. You do have to think about things a little bit differently to get into it. But I think if you lean in, I think we're going to, I think it's going to pay off. It's it's an eight episode series is all they have going on right now. The second one is coming out. We are recording this on a Tuesday. So by the time it plays, uh, mm-hmm. it is out it, on the internet as by the time this uh, podcast goes out, it will, we will have also watched uh, the second one because that's going to be tomorrow night. And you can bet we're going to be watching it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's so funny too. Like they're killing us. They're really making us feel old school having us watch this live. Like couldn't it have been on Netflix? Because I, I would have loved to binge. But oh, no, I would have been. making us go back to the 90s and wait till Wednesday. Y'all are killing me. Oh my God. <laughs> But that's part of the brilliance it of is. this whole it thing, really right? No, I was um, thinking about like even the the very beginning, not to like do any spoilers, but really like if you're a super fan, all the little nods they did in the first like even three minutes of the show, I was dying. I had the biggest grin in my face. You know, they have Andrea and Steve go in with an egg to the peach pit. And then all you know, and Brandon's dressed up peach pit gear. I was dying. It was just so. Oh my god! They they're just feeding me my my obsession, and I'm I'm here for it. I was the person who was watching those first two or three minutes, going like, "What the crap? Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah. and, and and I thought I thought if this is if they're gonna make it this cheesy, I I don't think I can watch this much cheese. Like I'm too old for this much right, cheese. Right, like right, you know, right. I was just like I cackled when you know they they the twist is is that it was a dream. Right. And, and, but I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are so smart. You like gave that to people like Emil who wanted it, you know, who needed to see the peach bit back in its It was glory. like a shout out. It was like, do you remember this? Do you remember yes. this? I'm like, yes, yes, I'm here for it. Keep going. <laughs> oh my gosh. When uh, when he when he puts the, the money in the jukebox and he starts the song and he starts oh like kind of dancing, I'm like, that's it. That's my David Silver. 
episode, dude. That was the episode where what was their name? That they they guest starred. Tell me what bad. the heck? Tell me bad. I'm telling you, I was just grinning. It was too much. Yeah, it was too much. It was great. It was awesome. It was awesome. So. So we are, obviously, we are so excited about this show, guys. And if you are not watching it, I really want you to give it a chance. I actually have a, a blog post that kind of explains, and Emil has one too. I'm going to link both of those in the show notes here. If you want to if you want to hear about why we love 90210, if we haven't expressed ourselves enough, but if you want to <laughs> read a little bit about the reboot, if you want to read about uh, you know our history with it and why we love it, you can go check out both of those blog posts, and I will make sure to add them in here. But I think for now, we're going to go ahead and just wrap this up. Uh, I don't know, throw a scrunchie in my hair and do some color me bad moves, right? Uh, yes. But we are going to be glued to the next episode. And I know I know me, I will probably also be live tweeting it on Twitter with my commentary. So if you're interested in that, I'm at No Guilt Life. Uh, Emil, are you... Do you tweet and watch or do you just watch? Oh, I suck at Twitter, but you know what? You're going to make me jump in and, and do it with you because I'm so, I'm just, I'm here for this. I just, I keep saying it, but I just am. I'm so excited. It's so silly, but I love it. Well, it was fun. And it was also fun because a couple of the stars were also on Twitter uh, with us as well. So they were watching it with us. And I, and I think that was, that was, I don't know. I like it when they do that. Oh, I can't miss out on that. Yes. I have to do it. All right, what's your, I will be there. What's your Twitter handle? girl I think it's just my name I think it's Emil Crawford because okay salty 2.0 like some chick has Emil Enchanted and I can put money on the fact that her name is probably freaking Emily and she's not even active so honey if you're listening how about you give me a little Twitter name so I can have some brand consistency honey girl don't you hate that it's like you ain't even you I bet your name ain't even Emil. Come on. You know, when I first I so mad. when I first got on Twitter, I wanted just at Patty, right? I just wanted to be at right? Patty because I was boring and I anyway, I just want to be at Patty. Well, at Patty is a for, I think she's a former Twitter employee. I don't even think she's current anymore. Anyway, she hasn't tweeted in like for forever. And so yes, I've had that same moment of, hey girl, you know, let that go. Let can you just close the account <laughs> so we can have it? Well, even Shoot. if she would just um, even if she would just change it, then um, I could swoop in and snag it. But yeah, so. So all that to say, it's <laughs> just my name. It's because I tried other things and it didn't fit. So I think it's just Emil Crawford, Emil Crawford. I psh, That's how much I use it. It's embarrassing. Uh, I do use it sometimes. I know. Hold on. I'm checking. It's, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to tell you all wrong. I looked. I looked. Oh it's Emil. It's Emil underscore Crawford. So you're good. Okay. <laughs> nice and easy. Not really, but there you go. My there you go. Weird. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> well, we do appreciate you fangirling 90210 with us today. And I have Woo-hoo! a feeling we might have to come back once this whole series has dropped because we like they are making us, you know, go back to the 90s or some some crazy <laughs> and, and watch it all one, one week at a time. But once it's all dropped, maybe Emil and I will come back and we'll talk about yes. how we felt about it. And we'll do like a recap show because this. All right. Done. Because uh, this show, the show is going to be great. And I'm so looking forward to what's coming next. All right, guys, you know what to do. If you love the fangirl, if you are a fangirl, if you're a fanboy, if you just like to talk about the movies and TV shows and anything fun and exciting in pop culture, then this is the show for you. And mm-hmm. it's the show for other fangirls. So go ahead and give those five-star reviews, hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. And, uh, We will be back next week. And uh, thanks for fangirling with us today. Bye, y'all.